Welcome to What Does the Doctor Say podcast, where getting answers and getting well is just the text away. In this episode, we are happy to have Dr. Michael Ross McDonald, who is a senior consultant cardiologist with expertise in heart failure and in the management of complex hypertension, among others. So if you have not guessed it yet, our conversation today will focus on rising blood pressure, which is in fact also known as hypertension. So according to the World Health Organization, WHO, the number of people living with hypertension has doubled to 1.28 billion since 1990. Hypertension is also a fairly common problem in Singapore, but is often undiagnosed and treated. For the ease of our listeners today, we may use the terms hypertension and high blood pressure interchangeably. So, Dr. Michael McDonald, thank you so much for joining us today. So we will start off the conversation as, uh, is hypertension a serious condition and what are the common causes of hypertension? Can it also be detected early, Dr. Michael? Uh, thanks for having me on the podcast today, Major. Uh, so is hypertension a serious condition? It is a, it's a, it is a serious condition and it's one of the conditions that confuses people because it doesn't cause any symptoms. Mm -hmm. So most people that have high blood pressure don't actually have any symptoms. But what high blood pressure does is that the pressure over time damages the arteries all over the body. Right. And it can lead to problems with eyesight, with kidneys, with the heart. And um, it, it increases your risk of heart attacks and strokes in, in the longer term. So it is a very serious condition. What were the other parts of that question? So what are the common signs of common causes of hypertension and can it be detected early? Um, so the common cause uh, of hypertension is something called primary hypertension. And basically that's a term that we use because we're not really sure what the cause is or there's mm -hmm. multiple causes. Right. So usually it's a combination of genetics plus lifestyle factors that leads to um, that leads to hypertension. Now, the typical lifestyle factors that lead to hypertension are being overweight, mm -hmm. uh, smoking, uh, having um, a high salt food, not doing enough exercise. And these are the kind of commonest drivers of high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the other type of hypertension is called secondary hypertension, and that's when there's a specific cause. And that's when usually some form of endocrine cause or hormonal cause. So when someone has hypertension, what we do, first of all, is actually try and work out, is it primary or secondary? Right. Now, how do you pick it up early? So it's actually really simple. And this is, this is, this is why it's such a frustrating condition to pick up late, because all you need to do to pick it up early is actually to have a home blood pressure monitor and check your blood pressure at home. Right. And actually, the home blood pressure reading is one of the easiest and simplest ways to pick up hypertension. Right. Okay. Thank you so much, Dr. Michael, for the uh, short explanation for hy hypertension itself and what are the common causes. So we will move on to the next um, common question would be, who would be more at risk in getting hypertension? Okay. So classically, the people most at risk are people that um, have all the lifestyle factors I mentioned. So mm -hmm. if you're overweight, um, as your weight goes up, your blood pressure goes up. And similarly, if you lose weight, your, your blood pressure comes down. Mm -hmm. If you've got a very sedentary lifestyle, you don't do any exercise, you're more likely to have hypertension. Blood pressure also goes up as you get older. So you're far more common to have hypertension when you're old. Okay. But 
that doesn't mean you can't get high blood pressure when you're young. And in fact, mm-hmm. we regularly see people in their 30s and 40s that also have high blood pressure. Correct. But the lifestyle factors of poor diet, um, lack of exercise, being overweight, and having a family history of hypertension all, all put you at higher risk of having high blood pressure. And also there's other conditions as well. If you have kidney problems, mm-hmm. if you have diabetes, if you're a smoker, these all increase your risk. Right. So would you say that, you know, the, the common the common conditions of hypertension happening in the younger generation would be like, you know, work stress, family stress, all those kind of factors, which has to be, you know, complemented by not exactly the word complemented, but, you know, mixed up with the social factors or the health, other health factors that might uh, be part of the cause of hypertension? Yeah. So in, in young people, so usually when a young person has hypertension, there's a family history. And often they'll describe the mom and dad having mm-hmm. hypertension in their 40s. Yeah. It's never just stress. Stress is a, it's a difficult thing to quantify, first of all. Right. And it's not just stress that puts your blood pressure up. But stress itself can lead to the lifestyle issues we talked about. So if you're stressed, you eat different food, you put on weight, you don't exercise. True. And all these things together promote um, high blood pressure. Right, Dr. Michael McDonald. What can happen to our body if hypertension is not treated? Yeah, so the, the blood pressure is usually not a short-term problem. So having a blood pressure of 160 or 90 one day is not mm. going to suddenly make you die of a stroke. But in the long term, if you have consistent high pressure in the arteries, it thickens the artery wall and it causes changes in the artery wall leading to um basically vascular disease or fatty plaques in the arteries. In addition, that pressure can affect all the organs because they think the the arteries supply every organ in the body. So classically, you've got um, kidney dysfunction. It's one of the first things that happens. People's kidney function um, can deteriorate. And if untreated, you can end up on dialysis, Mm -hmm. heart failure and thickening of the heart muscle, Mm -hmm. coronary artery disease, strokes, erectile dysfunction, um, can cause problems with the eyesight as well. So there are, it, it can affect every organ in the body almost. And progressively over time, your arteries get worse. And then gradually you um, develop these conditions over the course of 10, 20 years. Mm-hmm. All right. That, that seems to be a very dangerous thing if hypertension is not mm-hmm. exactly treated or detected early. So let's talk about uh, blood pressure readings. So how do we really measure what is a healthy blood pressure and what is not? Okay, so it depends on the situation. But if you're measuring your blood pressure at home, you want your blood pressure to be consistently less than 135 over 85. Okay, because mm-hmm. if, if it's consistently above that, then that's how we diagnose high blood pressure. The optimal blood pressure for somebody is less than 120 for the top number, the systolic, and less than 80 for the bottom number. If we see people in clinic, then often we'll, their blood pressure is higher when they come to see the doctor. So serial readings above 140 or 90 in clinic are um, considered high blood pressure. Oh, okay. And actually, what we'll often do to diagnose it is do something called a 24-hour blood pressure monitor. It's a monitor that we fit and they wear at home. It mm-hmm. checks their blood pressure every 10 minutes for a full 24 hours so we can get an idea of what their blood pressure is doing. Okay. So that, that is how the, the cl- clinic side of things work in, in, the, in terms of how um, clinicians are able to um, inform you about whether you have or do not have a, an abnormal blood pressure reading. Is that correct? Yeah. Right. So um, 
I think the the numbers wise, we the the podcast itself will just put in the suggested readings and the numbers in a table in the description of this podcast. Should you need to further understand what is a normal blood pressure of two numbers or how do you read it? So next, we will be debunking a myth where the statement is only men develop high blood pressure. Doctor Michael, what do you think about this? Um, yeah, it is a myth. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, all, both genders can get high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, the, you know, women should not feel that they can't get it. And the guidance says is that everyone should check their blood pressure intermittently to make sure they've not got hypertension. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Michael, for your time and uh, your explanation on hypertension slash high blood pressure, which technically means the same thing. So if you really need to go to a doctor and if the doctor tells you if you have hypertension, you must understand that this is related to your blood pressure, which is high and abnormal based on readings. So in conclusion, what can you do about high blood pressure? What are the suggested ways to keep blood pressure at bay? Or what is your advice to those who... Yeah, are, so yeah. good question. So if you have high blood pressure, if your blood pressure is very high at the start, you're going to need to take blood pressure medicine. Or if you've got evidence of damage to your organs, you're going to need to go on blood pressure medicine straight away mm-hmm. to protect your organs. If your blood pressure is not too badly elevated and actually you've got no signs of any organ damage, then we usually give you about six months to modify your lifestyle to try and control blood pressure. And the key things are losing weight if you're overweight, Mm -hmm. because for every kilogram that you lose, your blood pressure drops by about two for the top number and one for the bottom number. Okay. Regular exercise if you're not exercising, uh, reducing your salt intake, eating a style of eating called the DASH diet, which is dietary approaches to stop hypertension. And basically, it's a type of diet where there's lots of fruit and vegetables and minimal processed foods. And if you um, focus on these kind of four areas and work out where you're maybe deficient in those areas, mm-hmm. you have got some chance to actually improve your um, improve your blood pressure. The other thing I should, rem- should mention is sleep. And a lot of people that have hypertension also have sleep apnea. So if you're a snorer, it's worth uh, getting something called a sleep study to work out if you have sleep apnea because sleep apnea can also drive high blood pressure. Right. So um, I'm just going to lead it back to the statement that you mentioned at the earlier of the podcast where um, you, you, are, you advise that probably listeners here should get themselves a high blood, I mean a blood pressure machine to measure themselves at home so that they are able to detect yeah. it early. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, everyone, I, I, I believe that every home should have a high blood pressure, a blood pressure monitor. All right. And it's pretty simple. All you need to do is sit down in the morning when you're Mm -hmm. relaxed, sit Mm -hmm. for five minutes, feet on the ground, empty bladder, and take your blood pressure a couple of times and write it down and do the same thing in the evening and keep a little diary for a week and have a look at your the, the average of your blood pressure medicines, your blood pressure measurements. One high reading does not mean you've got high blood pressure. What you want to see is what it's doing over time. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you so much for your advice and your insights on hypertension as well as high blood pressure, Dr. Michael. And that concludes this week's episode. What's Talk is free to download and use on the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. Want to know more? Tune in for our next episode.